Well, today, I want to invite you to join me in 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'll invite you to open up your Bible, open up your Westover app. And while you're turning there today, I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what God's voice sounds like? Have you ever wondered what God's voice sounds like? Growing up, I wondered what God's voice sounds like. Does it sound like rain on a rooftop? Does it sound like a trickling brook? Does it sound like the heartbeat of an infant? Does it sound like thunder in the middle of the night? Does it sound like the voice of grandma whispering, I love you? I know that I've imagined that, and I imagine you've imagined that as well. Now, I can't say for sure what God's voice sounds like, but what I do know is that God is always speaking. In fact, I want to share a message entitled, Hearing the Voice of God. Hearing the Voice of God. Because I believe that we can hear the voice of God. Because God is always speaking even when we don't recognize that he's speaking. And God is always speaking even when we're not listening. And my prayer for you today, for all of us today, is that we would hear the voice of God. And so I wanna invite you to tune in and have an open heart and an open mind. And I'm praying that God would give you ears to hear what God is saying to you. So once again, I invite you to join me in 1 Samuel chapter three. And I wanna introduce you to a young boy. His name is Samuel. He was living in the house of God and he heard, he heard the voice of God and he responded. 1 Samuel chapter three, verses one through 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Eli was the priest at the time. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Verse seven, this is key. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord for your servant is listening. I invite you to say that with me. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. From this passage, I wanna share with us two ways we can hear the voice of God. Two ways that we can tune in and hear the voice of God. The first one is this, live in God's presence. Live in God's presence. You see, Eli the prophet, the priest, he lived in God's house. But Samuel lived for God's presence. He was hungry for the presence of God. In fact, uh, verses two through four tell us about the hunger that Samuel had for God's presence. It says this, that Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. If you, if you know about the Old Testament, what you discover is that the ark 
of the covenant was where God's presence was. Eli lived right next to the presence of God, but Samuel wanted to get close. I wonder if many of us miss the voice of God because we're not close enough. I wanna encourage you, when you come to church, just don't come to check the box, get into God's presence. Let me share it to you this way. Would you ever go to crumble cookie just to smell the cookies and then leave? (laughs) Would you ever go to Baskin Robbins just to taste the samples and then leave? Would you ever go to nothing bunt cakes just to look at the cakes in the display case and then leave? No, you would take and you would receive. You'd wanna get all that you can when you go there. In the same way, when you come to church, just don't come and check the box. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Lean into God's presence. Live for his presence. Say, God, I want all that you have for me. I'm not leaving till I receive all of your presence and all that you have for me. In fact, at the end of our service, we're gonna have a moment that's called an altar moment. We're gonna invite you to come up to the front because we're inviting you to take a step closer to God's presence and say, God, I need more of your presence. I know that some of you, you may have felt distant from God, but I wanna reassure you, you're no more than one step away from him. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name, and I wanna give you the opportunity to step into his presence and discover that he is good. The second way that we can hear the voice of God is ask God to speak to you. Ask God to speak to you. God desires to speak to you, but he's respectful. We must ask him to speak to us. Now, here's the good news. God knows that sometimes we don't recognize his voice. In fact, this is what happens with Samuel in verse seven. It says this. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. But here's what we know about Samuel. He was hungry for the presence of God. And so he spent time in God's presence. If you haven't learned to discern the voice of God, just continue to spend time in his presence. But today, I wanna share with you that there are eight ways that we can hear the voice of God. There's eight ways that God speaks to us. I invite you to open up your Westover app. These notes are available there for you and I've added some scripture references so you can do some additional study. There's eight ways that he speaks to us. In fact, if you'd like to take photos, you can take photos of the screens that are gonna show up in just a moment. Here are the eight ways that he speaks to us. Scripture, doors, dreams and desires, promptings, people, pain and audible voice. And I wanna share a couple of these. These are the most common ways God speaks to us. The first one is this scripture. God speaks primarily to us through his word. God speaks to us primarily through his word. If you wanna know what God is saying, read what God has already said. The Bible is our primary resource for hearing the voice of God. Let me put it to you this way. When I'm speaking to my kids, Whenever possible, I try to invite them into my presence so they can see my face and they can hear my voice and they can hear what I'm saying to them. Yes, I can communicate to them via text message or through a handwritten note or through a video message, but if I want them to hear me, I want them to hear me directly face to face. In the same way, God's word is the primary way we hear God. All the other seven ways are echoes of what we see in God's word. So if you're ever not sure whether you're hearing from God or not, 
with these other seven ways, always return back to God's word. Because what you sense in your heart, it'll always be validated by scripture. In fact, the enemy of your soul is insistent on you not knowing the word of God. Because if you don't know the word of God, he can deceive you. In fact, someone once said this, Satan's greatest weapon is man's ignorance of God's word. When we don't know what God's word says, anybody can say anything and we can believe that God is saying something to us. In fact, I wanna share with you that God's word, his written word is actually Jesus in written form. Let me prove it to you. In John chapter one, verses one and two and verse 14, it says this. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then verse 14 clarifies who the word is. It says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who is Jesus Christ, who came from the father full of grace and truth. If you wanna live a righteous life, check the Bible, not social media. Because not everybody who proclaims to be spiritual is actually following Jesus. In fact, whenever you hear someone speak something that sounds spiritual and you're not sure, be willing to fact check what they say against God's word. In fact, this is what the first century believers in a city named Berea did. It says this in Acts 16 verses 11 and 12. The Berean Jews received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. They wanted to see if what Paul said matched God's word. And because they found that what Paul said matched God's word, it said that many believed in Jesus. In the same way, if we wanna know what God is saying, we need to read what God has already said. You'll discover that the, that the truth of God's word will be proved by time in God's word. The second way God speaks to us is through doors. God speaks to us through open doors. Doors speak of divine opportunity, and God wants to open divine opportunities for you and me. In fact, this is what it says in Revelation chapter three, verses seven and eight. It tells us that God opens doors that no man can shut, and he shuts doors that no man can open. I wanna encourage us that we, we, we seek God and say, God, I wanna step through every open door that you have for me, but I don't wanna kick down any door that you've shut for me. Candidly, I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me. I think many of us, we struggle because we think that every good opportunity is a God opportunity. Just because it seems good doesn't mean it is good. In fact, here's a prayer I wanna encourage you to pray when you're faced with an opportunity and you're not sure whether it's a good opportunity or a God opportunity. Be willing to pray this, say, God, if this is from you, let it be an open door. But if not, shut the door. I don't wanna step into anything that you're not involved in. Here's what you'll discover. Anytime God says no, what he's actually saying is I have a better yes in mind for you. Step through the open doors that God provides. Here's another way that God speaks, it's through desires. God speaks through godly desires. In fact, Psalm 37 verses four and five tell us about how God gives us his desires. It says this, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Often we think that God is gonna give us our own desires. But no, God wants to give us his desires. And the only way that we can receive his desires 
is by delighting in him. We must delight in him to receive his desires. And then when we receive his desires, those desires become our heart desires. And when they become our desires, those are the desires that God can fulfill. Make sure to desire the things that God desires for you. Another way that God speaks to us is through promptings. God speaks to promptings that come from the Holy Spirit. I call promptings from the Holy Spirit holy nudges. Have you ever been in a place where maybe you're at the movies and you're about to fall asleep and someone nudges you with an elbow or maybe you're, you're not paying attention and they elbow you to get your attention? I believe that God nudges us as well. He's nudging us to get our attention. In fact, what we discover is that the Holy Spirit wants to guide us into all truth. He wants to nudge us. He wants to compel us into the will of God. He wants to compel us into the purpose of God. This is what Jesus said in John 16, verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Say all truth. He'll guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. If you wanna know what God is doing and where he's leading you, let the Holy Spirit prompt you and I want to share with you a little bit about how you may experience the promptings of God. And maybe as you reflect, you may realize that in the past, God has prompted you through his Holy Spirit. It may feel like a stirring in your soul. It may feel like a sharp poke in your spirit. It may feel like an unrelenting pressure to say or do something. In fact, sometimes the promptings of the Holy Spirit are a voice in your mind or an idea in your mind that pops into your mind that you know did not come from you but that is in accordance with God's will. I wanna encourage you, whenever God prompts you, be willing to do whatever he says to do. If it's to step in and serve kids and students and kids and student ministry, then do it. If it's to give to a project, then do it. If it's to encourage that coworker, yes, that difficult coworker, then do it. If it's to uh, give a turkey to a family for Thanksgiving, be willing to do it. Whatever God speaks, however he prompts you, be willing to obey it. Here's a rule of thumb that I found in my own life. If you're willing to follow the promptings of God, you'll step into his purpose. And be willing to follow God's promptings till you find peace. Keep walking to the place of peace. If he tells you to do something, then do it. If he nudges you to do something else, then do it. Because once you step into God's peace, you're right in the middle of God's purpose. Follow God's promptings till you find peace. Here's another way that God speaks to us. It's through people. God speaks to us through wise and godly people. I wanna encourage you to find people who love Jesus and follow Jesus and love you too. Be willing to find people who can speak life and hope and truth and truth and love to you to help you move into God's purpose. Don't just let any old person speak over you. Make sure that they're people who love and follow Jesus. This is what Proverbs 11 says, verse 14. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Find people who love and follow Jesus and love you as well. Because if you do, you'll step into God's purpose. God also speaks through pain. He doesn't cause destructive pain in our life, but he will speak through pain to get our attention. Because destructive pain is often because of our own choices 
or because of the sinful choices of other people against us. In fact, God can speak to us through pain, especially when we're not listening. The writer of Psalm 119 says this in verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. Whenever we're afflicted, it's so that we align with God's purpose. See, sometimes our life is out of alignment and God wants to get us back in alignment. Sometimes I watch videos on YouTube of, of gruesome injuries. I know that it's not everybody's thing, but sometimes I see uh, 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 an athlete that has a shoulder out of socket and they're hurting and they're hurting and then the doctor will say, okay, well, I have to pull on your arm real hard to pop it back in. I think oftentimes when we experience pain, it's because of our own choices. But here's what God does. Sometimes he inflicts a little bit more pain, the pain of conviction, the pain of cleansing, so that he can realign us and get us back in alignment with him. I wanna invite you, be willing to listen to God in pain and say, God, what can I learn? How can I learn your ways? How can I follow your decrees? The eighth and final way God speaks to us is through an audible voice. Now, this is the most uncommon way that God speaks to us, but he can still do it. And he spoke to, he spoke to Samuel through an audible voice because at the time, Samuel did not know the voice of God. Now, I've never heard the voice of God, and frankly, I don't know if I ever will. But what I do want to do is I want to respond the way Samuel did. Look at verse 10. It says this. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Look at Samuel's response. And this needs to be our response anytime we hear the voice of God. It's this, to say, speak, for your servant is listening. I pray that as we step into this altar moment, that we would be willing to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In fact, today as I close, I wanna invite you to stand with me. I want us to lean into God's presence. In fact, I wanna give you the opportunity to get to know Jesus because we can't hear the voice of God unless we're willing to be in proximity with him. Here at Westover, we believe that saying yes to Jesus is as clear as ABC. A, admitting that we need Jesus. B, believing that he died on the cross to pay for our sin and that he rose on the third day to give us life, hope, and freedom. And C, confessing from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be the Lord of our life. And I wanna give you that opportunity today. So I wanna give you a private audience with the Lord. I'm gonna invite everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. If you're at a place in your life where you know that you're distant from God, maybe you don't know God at all, this is your moment. This is the moment that God's ordained for you to get to know him. Here's what I wanna invite you to do on the count of three. I want you to raise your hand just to indicate that you wanna know Jesus. Here it is, one, two, three. Yes, 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 hands going up everywhere. Those of you who have your hands up, I want you to say this prayer with me. I want you to say it from your heart. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. I choose you. Thank you for forgiving my sins. And now, God, I make you the Lord of my life. Be in charge of my life for all of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations and welcome to the family of God.
Here's two things I wanna invite you to do. Number one, I want you to join us at our Follow Jesus class. We wanna get you on a pathway to following Jesus and also sign up for water baptism. We'd love to celebrate the transformation that God has started in your life. But right now, our altars are open. We wanna create a place where you can encounter the presence of God. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray. And after we pray, we're gonna step into a moment of worship. And as our team worships, I'm just gonna invite you to come up to the front and I'm gonna invite you to seek the presence of God. Let's lift our hands and let's pray. God, we come to you in this moment thanking you for your presence. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to your people. I pray, Lord, that they would sense that you're close and that you want to speak to their heart. May they not leave here without experiencing your presence. We need you more than ever today, God. We need you to fill us to overflowing so that we can step into the assignment you have for us. I pray, Lord, you move powerfully in the lives of your people today as we worship you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen.